We wrote an article that went viral and sparked a natural hair revolution. We are Elise and Aisha, moms to small humans, digital content creators, licensed hairstylists, brand agnostic, curl educators, and generally your snarky girlfriends with no filter. We're two women from the south side of Chicago taking the stupid out of natural hair. Welcome to the Texture Ghetto. <laughs> I laugh every time because <laughs> this this Texture Ghetto uh, comment or what would you call it a phrase came up actually in our Black Curl Magic Digital Salon, which is for our consumer audience. And actually, I don't think I actually heard you ever say that before. Just like in the Texture Ghetto, I was like, what is? This? What is the texture ghetto? So share with us what the texture ghetto is, and I will I will share what my experience of the texture ghetto has been in my career. Okay, so what is the texture ghetto? Where the beauty industry attempts to segregate and categorize black stylists. It's insulting to our talent and a lazy attempt at diversity. Yes. Black, so go. Black stylists are cutting specialists. Color geniuses, curl artists, natural hair gurus, chemical and thermal rearranging experts, pioneering educators, and far more than token representation. The beauty industry is currently being pushed into a place that is long overdue. The industry as a whole has a responsibility to recognize the full depth and breadth of the talent and contributions of Black stylists. Yes. So... That's a that's a whole that's a word. It's a thought process. A word. Pass the collection plate over here, honey, because we are not. I mean, we're text we're texture girls. Like it's it's no secret. We are we're not in the texture ghetto though, but we are (laughs) we are not. (laughs) We are not in the texture ghetto. But we are we that's what we do. Like we're all about texture but we're really into the fundamentals of texture here period like when it comes down to the basics we're the girls <laughs> we are but that's so that's where we choose to put our career in and so i have to share some experiences of right when texture was getting hot on the beauty scene so in 2012, I attended America's Beauty Show in Chicago. I'm a Chicago native, so if I'm going to go to anybody's big beauty show, I'm going to Chicago. And there was a texture classroom. Now let me tell you where this texture classroom was in relation to the big show. If you've ever been to McCormick Place or any very large convention center, the show was in this 100, 200,000 square foot ball, like room. My mom is actually a convention and meeting planner. So that's what she does. It's like plot those things out and do those things. They overwhelm me, but it's in this really ridiculously huge place. So you had to take the escalator down two flights, walk halfway across the building. And mind you, the building is like blocks and blocks long. And you come to a ballroom. And in this ballroom, you have... Shari Harbinger of Diva Curl at the time, We Dodd herself, Anthony Dickey himself, Veronique Morrison um, at that time of Mazzani. Um, there was like a keratin treatment company there. I can't remember exactly who. And only about 50 stylists 
out of a ridiculously huge popular national beauty show. And it was one of the most enlightening texture education moments of my life because I'm literally standing here three feet away from Dickie watching him do hair over a bucket. I cannot explain to you how cool it was. I am watching Shari Harbinger do the same thing for Diva Curl. I'm talking to Veronique Morrison about coloring level two hair. But we were so far away from the actual show and where other breakoff education classes were taking place that either people were not interested or could not find us. And it was a gem in the rough because those of us who sought it out, walked that far and really took the time, we had a most amazing like two to three hour experience just with the people who were creating um, that professional world at the time. The next year, somehow I ended up on the platform of the Texture uh, Pavilion. And this time Texture was actually a part of the big show. It was on the floor. But can I tell y'all where we were located? We were all the way in the back. In the corner, there was a very small sign and we were clustered in a fairly small square. I was there with strollers. I don't even know if strollers still exist. And honestly, I don't do rod sets, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you can get them at the local Asian beauty supplies. Probably. No shame, have, but I'm just I saying. have like five sets, so I don't need anybody's. But <laughs> I was on stage for strollers um, with AJ Johnson of um, Chicago Licious at the time. Um, but we were segregated to this very small, low stage that you barely could find on the floor. And it was all the textures, texture and flat ironing and straightening and silk presses and keratin treatments and curls all on the same stage because we were literally thrown in what I would physically call a texture keto because we were just, it was just not a part of the show. It was something separated in the show. And that year it was a bit more popular because people would walk past and be like, oh my God, that person has curls or they're working with somebody black and would sit down and, and start to ask us questions about what we were doing. If we were doing demos at our booths or if we were doing onstage presentations, the interest was there because we were put in the actual show, but we were still shoved in this one little corner in the back. I want to say I didn't go the next year. And then the year after that, they didn't have it. And then the year after that, uh, I think it was my last ABS because I was not yet pregnant. So this was 2016. And they had like Mazzani and there may have been one other company doing the texture education again, up the stairs, around the corner, in some small rooms in this huge convention center. So literally being segregated from everything else that was beauty related. And it didn't feel that great. <laughs> it did not feel that great. So I'm just going to put that out there that doesn't like listening to that just sounds like let's just throw everybody over here um like it was an afterthought 
You know how you have a party and you like forgot about this one thing and you just kind of throw it under the table, underneath the tablecloth where nobody can see it? That's what it sounds like. That's exactly what it felt like. And it was so, it was such an interesting dichotomy to have, to be on the stage with a guy who's literally on TV, on TV, with his own TV show, in this little bitty stage over here. And somebody who is like, I, I don't know who they were. On stage, <laughs> huge stage at the front of the building, like creating this big, ridiculous show. And I'm just like, okay, so this is how we work. So texture for my experience of, of being in these professional spaces, in these industry events, texture has always been that afterthought. It has been the, well, people are buying texture like products. So I guess maybe we should train the stylist a little bit on it, or maybe we should expose the stylist a little bit to it, but it's never been something that was actually focused on in terms of product development and advanced education. Um, Even now, even to today, I don't know. I There's only one company that has just released a an advanced education in relation to coils, waves, and curls. Mm. And I don't even know how you access it because I'm not in that network. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has seemed that it's been an afterthought. And then to then also think about is all of the black stylists have been assumed to be texture stylists and thrown all in to, to the one ghetto. place. The texture ghetto. The texture ghetto. <laughs> and really to think about it is like a lot of those stylists who were working in there weren't necessarily texture stylists. They were silk press artists. They were colorists. They were chemical specialists. They were people who may have been doing services on hair that was textured, textured. I'm, I'm giving bunny, bunny air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but what their emphasis is on the cut, the mm-hmm. color, the things that the beauty industry has made uh, its signatures. And then when you also look at the models at, at the different, like everybody's company has their own like booth and stage and they're doing their things. And I look at the diversity of the models the diversity of the models is not there. Mm-hmm. I look at who is doing the models here. There is no diversity in the models who are doing their hair either. And so pretty much 95% of the black stylists, no matter what they did, were all on the texture stage. Now, here's the thing. Like while you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, one of the issues or challenges with beauty shows being able to present a brand agnostic approach to this, they can't. They are heavily dependent upon the brands being able to do the shows. And so they don't, they don't even, I'll say they were lazy too. The brands brands or the actual show? The show. Because even with all those brands there, there still has to be some agnostic part of the show. Like there needs the to be. Pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> That's why y'all was in that little fucking corner. Because uh, it wasn't sponsored. But there, ha- there has to be somebody, like somebody has to be the consumer reports. Like where's, when you need it, where's the consumer reports and all of this? Like we have the whole industry 
um, has failed the professional because even the professionals buy into things that they're actually being sold on. Like they, like they, and they actually believe the things in the selling pitch. They think it's just the, it's the gospel, but it's really a sales pitch of, of, you know, purchasing things or finding out how these things actually work in their business businesses. So I don't know. I just, I look at it and I'm like, well, where's the, I guess maybe because we sit on the brand agnostic side of the industry, which is a small independent corner, like kind of to <laughs> yourself. Uh, and maybe some brands will come like, Hey, you know what? We want to collab with you or something like maybe they'll come. But in the meantime, we're not waiting around for any of that to happen because there are like, there's, there's texture needing to be taught, <laughs> needing to be shown, um, needing, needing to be, or people needing to be exposed to it. Um, in a way where we're not trying to basically exploit them to purchase something uh, for the just to purchase it. <laughs> True, and, and what you're what you're saying is that the brands themselves are not diverse, and so the show is not diverse because you're not having diverse brands there. Right. One. Then two, the brands that are there are lacking in diversity. A right. good most of the time um there's very few brands that are not lacking in diversity um and count like two on my fingers that actually <laughs> usually show up at those shows mm-hmm. um and even when we're presented with a black artist at beauty shows in uh advanced education classes from brands they're typically uh there to represent just texture when you go on set and a black stylist is hired, they're there for just texture. Um, and that is what we're considering the texture ghetto. Again, we're texture girls. We, 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 I don't do straight hair. I can, I choose not to just because that's not my specialty. Um, but not every black stylist knows how to do natural hair. No, not every black stylist wants to do natural hair. No. Not every black stylist wants to do black people. no, <laughs> like yeah. everybody gets to decide for them just as we said in the earlier podcast about establishing what you want to do this is where people again stylists professionals get to decide like where is it that i want to put my energy to? why you know where do i want to work what, what do i exceed in um to make me happy uh, this is where we get to decide those things. And so we don't get to decide as someone on the outside and saying like, oh, she's black. She knows sex. No, that's not. how, And that's actually that's very insulting to uh, a stylist just to assume that they only do this one thing. It's up to you or it's your responsibility to look to see what they do do <laughs> because we have all the social media all this internet, there is no excuse why you don't know what they do <laughs> and what they actually do well. Cause everybody does. I don't care. I know a lot of stylists like to say like, I can do anything. It's like, what do you kill the game in though? <laughs> like, what is that one thing that nobody can touch you in? Like there's an area where nobody can touch you. Um, and we all have it as stylists. There's just one thing that nobody can touch you in. They probably can meet you, but they can't touch you. That's what we're saying. Like everybody has that. Um, and, and there's a 
there's also another part of the texture ghetto that um, I've seen discussed as we were kind of having those difficult conversations is that even when something is done on textured hair, wavy, curly, coily, doesn't necessarily mean it has to be sandwiched in the texture category. Right. That same textured hair can land in the balayage category, can land in the blonde category, can land in the reds category, can land in the absolutely amazing graduated bob category. Just because it lives on textured hair does not have to pigeonhole it into texture. On that textured hair, you have done all of these different services that have taken um, different skills, different skill sets to do. And so instead of pigeonholing black stylists and textured hair into this texture ghetto, we have to see that hair, see the talent for what it is and recognize it for what it is. Absolutely. So here's how we get out of the texture ghetto. Because there is absolutely no reason in 2020 that we are still making these distinctions, classifications, and not valuing, number one, the textured hair market, and number two, those who work with it and those who choose not to work with it. Pay Black educators, number one, no matter what their specialty is, what they teach, how they teach it, if they're teaching you color, if they're teaching you cut, if they're teaching you... um new techniques in microlinks, pay black educators, pay top black educators, top money. Two, pay texture educators. And texture educators don't necessarily have to be black. What they have to do is be excellent at what they do in excellent educators. Every single brand, salon, space, in the beauty industry needs someone who is an expert in it because texture is everywhere. More than 60% of women across the world have a, a wave, a kink, a curl. And I'm likely to say it's like 80%. There's very, 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 very few people that I have met who have just bone pin straight hair. Stylists travel for texture education. Texture education is likely not going to pop up in your city, ready and waiting for you to drive 20, 30 minutes to get to. Especially not now. Especially not not right now. (laughs) Not now. And not if you live in a small town that's not L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, Atlanta, or New York. Or D.C. Nah, I'll give D.C. that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's not just going to show up to you. You have to be willing, just as you're willing to go to the Matrix Academy in New York, you have to be willing to make that journey and make that investment. And then number four, prioritize texture education. If that is something that you feel you should be educated on, whether you want to offer it as a, as a service in the salon or you just want to know more, prioritize accessing that texture education. At this point, there's so much digital. There is, there are in person, maybe in 2021, but there's so much out there digitally. There is content being produced by hairstylists. There's content being produced by consumers. Different quality, different information, but 
understand it, prioritize getting it into your stylist brain. So we just want the texture ghetto to go away and everybody to be able to operate and thrive in their gifts. So let's get on to it.